This is episode 42 for Tuesday, April 5th, 2016, brought to you from Arlington, Texas. This week we will be covering style 25C, Belgian Golden Strong Ale. Welcome to Brew Styles. My name is Sawyer, and together with Chris, Travis, and Eddie, we take on the world of beer one style at a time. Every week we discuss a different style of beer and taste some of our favorites. We hope you leave with a thirst for more. Our podcast can be found on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Look us up and subscribe to make sure you are kept up to date on our latest episodes. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at brew underscore styles. Drop by our website, brewstyles.com, where you can stream every episode, check out our photo gallery, and use the contact tab to send us comments and feedback. You can also find more information about the BJCP and how to become a certified beer judge. Settle in and raise a pint with us as we launch into another episode of Brew Styles. Well, welcome back, everyone. How y'all doing? Pretty good. Y'all look like death, though. Or at least Travis and Sicardi. Yeah, I'm okay. Uh, no, I'm actually pretty good. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> Eddie probably looks like death, too, but he's not here today. Yeah. Do these things called NAC. It stands for in acetal something else. They're pills that you can take that actually increase your liver efficiency. So if you take them before you start drinking... It helps your liver filter out all the alcohol, so then it helps with your uh, hangovers. Fun fact. Get them at Vitamin Shop. West Plano. <laughs> Do you work there? Interesting. <laughs> yeah, that, weird plug. that speech was too too well rehearsed. <laughs> or you can just, you know, if you know somebody like a, an EMT or a nurse or something, you just, you know, hook up an IV before you go to sleep. Apparently that does the same thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah but that requires <laughs> hypodermic needles. Yeah, and, well... So, uh, did anyone do anything fun this week? Well, the reason... Funny you should ask. <laughs> we're talking about this because we, uh, well, everybody except for you, Sawyer, mm-hmm. went to the Big Texas Beer Festival yesterday. Woo! Out in <laughs> Dallas. Yeah, so that was a good Fair time. Park. Uh, Friday and I had to leave early because we had to go uh, play a jazz gig, but uh, Travis, Sarkar, and Eddie stayed for the duration. Pretty much. Yeah, we stayed till about 5.30... They closed down at 6.30. Um, it was very well run, very very well organized, just like always. Uh, Chad and Nelly do an awesome job of planning it and putting it together. And uh, it's never never been a disappointment every time I've been. So I uh, had a great time. The, the public transit, however, was uh, a disappointment. We got stranded in Dallas for quite a bit of time because the, the green line shut down for some reason. Oh, interesting. Yeah. We got on at Fair Park and then went one station over and then it didn't go anywhere else. It stayed there, stayed there, and then a dark guy came through and said, Train's out of service. Get off. <laughs> okay. Oh, what do we do? How long did you sit on the train? It was maybe like, it, it was long enough to, to notice. So maybe five minutes. Mm-hmm. We sat there because normally it stops, opens the door, shuts the doors, and goes. Yeah. So five minutes is a long time to stay there. And then so we got off and then just kind of stood around like, well, what do we do now? They said some buses were going to come around, but we waited for a while. Nothing ever showed up. So we just had to uh, Uber it over to 
or lift, I guess we used, over to the Victory Station, at which point we had gotten there too late to catch the train, and so we had to wait an hour to catch the next one. Jeez. Yeah, it was it was painful. So ended up getting home a lot later than expected, hence the tiredness. <laughs> However, everything about the festival was awesome. Oh, yeah. so, I had know. a good time for the hour Cheers and a half. Yeah, man. Two hours or so that I was there before I'd leave, but... So it was a great time. Longer. And if uh, if you were listening to this and you met us at the beer festival or you're listening because of that, then awesome. Thank you and welcome. Yeah. We certainly appreciate your listenership. We'll try to stay awake through this whole thing. <laughs> Faux shizzle. Make yeah. it. Uh, Go leave some feedback uh, either on our website or iTunes comments or you know rate us, whatever, so uh, we can bring you the information you need. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Ask us some questions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, what are we drinking? Well, so we're, you brought this. Why don't you tell us? About oh, it was facing you, so I thought I'd oh, ask. But I'm that's glad cool. you asked. <laughs> oh, here you go. Uh, okay, so we are drinking the Zemaster number six. Uh, how do you pronounce by that? Anchor. Sarama Island Ale by Anchor Brewing. Hmm. It's pretty good. Yeah. I, I never even heard of this one, actually. I just saw it on the shelf, and I was like, you know what? I'll buy that for tomorrow, and we'll drink it. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's good. Thanks. Yeah, I like it. Thanks for sharing. Of course. Yeah, I didn't know the uh, Lord of the Rings characters were brewers, so that's kind of nice. <sighs> kind of awkward name. Let's get him. We do need one. <laughs> Travis, I just realized you still have the Millennium Falcon in your microphone. <laughs> Whoa! I didn't even know it was there. Remember we put that there last week? Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. That's cool. <clears throat> I thought I was sounding a little forceful today. Oh my god. Well, what are we talking about today? Yeah. Well, I'm glad so you far. asked. Oh, thanks for coming. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, this should be uh Pelin Complex Effervescent um strong ale <clears throat> style with uh highly attuned and features fruity hop notes and preference to phenols. What style is this again? This is the Belgian Strong L. What? Belgian Golden Strong L. Hey. Belgian Golden yeah. Strong L. I can't hear you. Belgian Golden Strong L. <laughs> what? The aroma should be uh, complex, significantly fruity esters, moderate spices, and a low to moderate alcohol um, with hop aroma. Let's see. You should be getting some fruity notes such as pears, oranges, or apples, uh, with a low to moderate, moderately low uh, spice, peppery phenols, um, low to moderately low perfumey floral hops. Um, Alcohols are soft, spicy, perfumey, lower to moderately low intensity. No hot alcohol or solvent aromas. Uh, the malt character is light to slightly grainy, sweet to nearly neutral. The appearance should be more of a yellow uh, to medium gold color. Good clarity, effervescent, uh, massively long-lasting, rocky, often bready, uh, white head uh, with the Belgian lace in the glass as it fades. The flavor should be a little more a marriage of the fruity, spicy, and alcohol flavors, um, complemented by the malt characteristics. Um, 
you should be picking up some uh, pears, oranges, and apples as well with uh, moderately low <laughs> moderately low phenols, uh, peppery, uh, and spices. And spices. Um, that's pretty much what you're gonna what you smell is what you should be tasting as well. Pretty much long and short. There's a lot of stuff that goes into this. Just listening through that, we're talking about spicy notes, fruity notes, yeasty notes. I mean, there's a there's a lot more to this than uh, to a lot of other styles that we featured so far that have been more just one dimensional, straightforward. This is absolutely not that. Yeah, complex. seems pretty complex. Yeah, very complex compared mm-hmm. to a lot of the other styles that you've covered. Well, cool. We've been looking forward to this one for a while, and they are all very high alcohol beers. So, I think we might um, wake up here pretty quickly, <laughs> or fall asleep, <laughs> or the other way. Yeah, yeah. but. Um, the alcohol range for this would be on the low end, 7.5%, on the high end, 10.5%, and beyond. So why don't they just say 7.5 plus instead of giving a range and then... Well, I added and beyond. Oh, okay. Just for dramatic effect. <laughs> oh. just like, and beyond. Just like mm-hmm. Buzz Lightyear said. <laughs> to 10% and beyond. Yep. Well, the history of this style is, um, honestly, it's wrapped around one particular beer, which is Duval. And since the history is wrapped around that, then the history of that beer is the history of the style. So let's chat about it. Duval is made by the Mortgat. I think that's how you pronounce it. Mortgat Brewery (laughs) in Belgium. It is a Belgian ale, obviously. And like many other Belgian brewers, um, most of them are monasteries and have a, uh, you know, brewed by monks. But then there are some secular ones. This is one of those, but it does still pay homage to its, uh, to its heavenly brethren. Hence the, uh, like a lot of the names that we're going to see in the style either have something to do with the devil, like Duval, Lucifer, Satan, I don't know. Because it's, you know, the opposite of heaven. <laughs> well, it's all said around Duval. Yeah. Everybody started, um, I don't, not necessarily say cloning it, but trying to make their own version of it. And so they just kind of stuck with the devil theme. Well, let's talk about that. Morgat Brewery in Brindonk owns many brands today, but at its founding in 1871 was a typical farmhouse operation brewing a variety of dark ales. After the end of World War I in 1918, they introduced a commemorative ale called Victory Ale. But the owners were, they were tinkers. They would change the recipe, experiment with it. But at that time, it was a, a dark ale, like many things they brewed. And one of the, uh, the popular dark ales at the time was the, uh, the Scotch Ale. Well, I guess, I guess one of them had taken a trip to Scotland and brought one back. I was like, you know, this is really good. So they kind of played around, pulled some yeast samples from that, and then the original version of Duval was actually called Victory Ale, and it was a Scotch Ale. But then, you know, they kept playing around with it some more, uh, had some different tasting sessions amongst the different villagers, and uh, a local shoemaker, no doubt under the influence of Victory, proclaimed, this is a real devil. 
Therefore, they decided to rename the beer Duvel, a corruption of the Flemish Duivel. <laughs> I didn't know you spoke <laughs> Flemish. Yes. Do you have to <laughs> first to get the phlegm in there before you? And I was expecting to be like. <laughs> <laughs> Flem. <laughs> so, ish. This would be around uh, circa 1923, whenever they circa. changed the name to Duval, but it was still a dark, a dark rich ale. However, around World War II and after, so here we go, yet another beer style that was influenced by the war. Around that time, the uh, the emergence of lagers and light. Pale lagers and golden beers and pilsners. They became so popular. And so then they started making light beers. Um, you also had the uh, the Trappist brewers who were making the Trippel. And that became mm-hmm. pretty popular. So Duval wanted to, or uh, excuse me, Mortgat wanted to compete with that. So they decided to change the, change the appearance. So it's basically a completely different beer than what it was originally. Um, and now it has the uh, ultra light color and very high alcohol. But um, so then around 1970, that's when the final release was uh, was created. And then a lot of other breweries started to follow suit, often with their own names depicting miscreants, rascals or misbehavior. So um, there you go. A little bit of it in a nutshell about where it came from, how it developed and why so many of the other different beers in the style have um, sinister sounding names. Here's an interesting Fun fact. Sorry, Sawyer. Dang it. I was (laughs) just looking at those. (laughs) He's got a website, funfacts.org. Slash drunkard. I really do just Google fun facts about beer. (laughs) Mortgat malts its own barley. Hmm. The brewers uh, were unable to brew as pale a beer as they liked, I guess back in the 70s or before that when they were still formulating the the lighter version of it. Yeah, World War II. uh, By using the commercial malt. And so they started to, to do their own. And uh, I was going to talk a little bit more about this in the homebrew section at the end, but um, one of the unique things about the Duval flavor is the result of its uh, fermentation cycle. It has a cool, cold, cool, warm thing where you actually go through four different temperature ranges while it's fermenting. Okay. And it's not starting at the warm side and cooling, cooling it down over time or starting at the cool side and warming it. It's back and forth. Mm-hmm. So apparently that changes the character of it a bit. So I'll have some more information about that later on. Okay. I've also heard that this style um, is typically bottle conditioned. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I assume many of the ones that we have today, if not all of them, will have yeast and sediment in the bottom. Um, yeah. But that's that's necessary to develop the uh, just the unique character and flavor profile that you expect out of this style. So if uh, if you wanted to do this at home, it would certainly... Uh, need to be either bottle conditioned in small bottles or if you keg it then do a priming just like you would a a giant bottle and let it naturally carbonate on its own yeah before serving it so speaking of which might as well jump right into it word all right well the first beer we're going to drink obviously is Duval. Yay! Um, this is actually we have two 330 milliliter bottles the short squatty ones. Here's another fun fact. 
when I was at Total Wine, it was cheaper to buy the boxed set with two bottles and a glass than it was to buy the two bottles separately by like a dollar. So if you're going to go buy some Duval, buy the box set and you mm. get a glass with it too. Two for one. Anyway, so this you is buy a, now. A, eight and a half percent alcohol by volume. Uh, it says on the label, pour unhurriedly. Take your time. Take your time. Take your time. Get to know it. On the box. Take it to dinner. <laughs> Love on it a little bit. Uh, on the box, it actually has very specific instructions on how to pour into the glass that comes with it. Do you remember what those were? Yeah, it well, vaguely. Um, it was like four or five days ago that I bought it. Um, but anyway, it's talking about um, more or less how much head should be on it when you're done pouring the whole bottle. So and where like it this. says... No, that's actually right. Huh. Where it says Duval on the glass, the liquid should come up to the top of the the logo, uh-huh. and then the rest of it should be foam. But it should not pour over the top of the tulip glass. Okay. It's a ton of head. Yeah. So that's what the box said. Um, but anyway. Uh, so let me read the bottle because it's kind of interesting. Uh, I don't know how to say his first name. John Leonard Mortgott founded Duval in 1871 because he loved beer. Four generations of Mortgotts later, nothing has changed except for cars. I don't know what that has to do with beer, but... Oh, and airplanes and computers. Okay, so a lot has changed, but resist... Oh, sorry. A lot has changed, but rest assured, we still love brewing the most angelic devil of a beer. Hashtag masterfulness. There's a hashtag on the Duval label. On the label? (laughs) They evolved. (laughs) So that has changed. They did come out in the early 1900s anyway, so you're talking about the Model T back then, so... Of course, cars have changed. Yeah. The Wright brothers were going strong, still alive. Yeah. Yeah. In the uh, appearance section, it says it needs to have a massive, long lasting, rocky, often beady white head, yeah. resulting in characteristic Belgian lace on the glass as it fades. So, looking forward to that. Yeah. Which um, I get a really thick, foamy white head. Sir Cars is really rocky. Why? Why would you want to have that much head? It, is it supposed to like entrap flavors or entrap stuff? You get stuff? your aromas out of the head. So you want to get the full aroma profile of the beer. Mm-hmm. So a big rocking head um, allows you to do that. Yeah, because that develops from the the latent proteins that are still in there. Mm-hmm. And so then when they come to the surface and it, it disrupts the, the clean, pristine surface of a liquid and then turns it into a foamy head, then you get all those volatiles that are released. So that's why you want that. And they are bottle conditioned, so be very careful not to pour the last bit of yeast into your glass. Sawyer. Otherwise, it does change the uh, appearance and aroma and flavor. and Especially when you're pouring into your friend's glass. So then Sorry. should you If be... you want to dump in your own glass, it's fine. So should you <laughs> hey, be expect... I offered him my glass, so I don't want to hear it. <laughs> should you be expecting uh, moderate carbonation to this style? Well, the highly effervescent yeah. part of the description is going to be very carbonated. Yeah. So you want like very bubbly. Yeah. And um, part of that mm-hmm. is the reason the head is so big too. So you, that's why you have to pour very carefully because if you pour hurriedly 
as the label warns you to not do, then you're going to get a lot of like really fast growing head. Um, you want to have control over your pour. So yep. control your head. Yep. Uh, anyway, aroma, aroma. What you getting? Getting a lot of Belgianese character, spicy, fruity, kind of banana, maybe. Yeah, I could see the banana. Maybe some clove. A little perfumey, floral perfumey. I thought I picked up a little bit of skunk whenever I first smelled it, but I don't get that anymore. I thought I picked that up when I opened the bottle. So, If there was it there, uh, if it was there, then it's dissipated. Which is strange because it's a very dark brown bottle. But I mean, that happens. Yeah. I will say that the aroma is not very offensive. Oh, no. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. I love it. Get some spicy notes. Yeah. If you're a fan of Belgian, then there's definitely. Yeah. (laughs) If you like to sniff Belgian things, then. Yeah. Hmm. Well, let's move on. Taste. Yeah. Taste. It is very effervescent. I get a little heat. Just a little. Warmth or heat? Heat. I get heat. 8.5, yeah. I mean, it's not a whole lot. Just a Would little. you call it solventy? Uh, no. I'm pretty much picking up exactly what I smelt in the taste yeah, as well. I would agree. Is the, Quite verbatim. Is the heat uh, welcoming? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's not, again, that's that's not offensive either. Yeah. Not distracting? No. It's pretty subtle. Very yeah. subtle, actually. It's just, it's just right there at, at the end, you know. It's definitely manageable. Yeah, that was something that they had uh, wanted us to write on the sheets if we ever got a beer that has a warming sensation or something. If it's, you know, if it's pleasant, then you need to put it that way because otherwise, the uh, yeah. the person reading the sheet, you know, the brewer, they might not understand what you're talking about if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah. The, yeah. Um, oh, never mind. I forgot what I was going to say. So, like, it's on the very, very back end, like Sawyer was saying, yeah. but it kind of intensifies a little bit. Yeah. Oh. So, I'm wondering if uh, maybe as I keep drinking or it gets warmer, the heat kind of intensifies, maybe? Uh, actually, I was going to say the opposite. Um, so? Yeah, because the more and more I drink it, it's actually gets even better. Well, as it warms, the alcohol character will tend to come through a little bit more. Oh, uh, well, yeah, as Just it warms, as it sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm yeah. sorry, as as I sit here drinking it cold. But sip after sip, the alcohol it, doesn't no, hit you as strong. No, right. no. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's still really good. So, yeah, definitely drink this while it's cold. Yeah. I get some fruity notes, mm-hmm. like some uh, bright bright berry or or like a light cherry or something. And uh, Belgian candied sugar, like just the, the sweet yeah. sensation you get from eating like Pop Rocks or something. Get that kind of. I'm kind of getting a, a citrusy sweetness too, mm-hmm. not like you would get out of like IPA or something, but it's just kind of a. I I don't know. I'd go as far as saying tart, but it's almost there. Yeah, slightly. Hmm. I'm really picking up on the hop character a little bit, um, but it's very balanced as well. I get what a kind floral, of hop character? Floral one. <clears throat> a floral hop character. Mm-hmm. It almost um, kind of like a perfume. It's kind of like tasting perfume too to me. Mm, a little bit. I would not yeah. say. I would not say it's overwhelming. Um, it is very balanced. There's a hint there, kind of like if you're spraying some perfume and open up your mouth just a little bit and a little bit gets in. Sniffing a dish of potpourri. <laughs> 
So if I walk through the perfume section of Dillard's with my mouth open, are they going to look at me weird? Or do I need to clear that with them first? Uh, I do I'm doing this for I'm yeah. to taste the name of science. <laughs> <laughs> and then just. <laughs> so okay. you're steering our customers. Anyway, so poundability. <laughs> I would give this about a seven and a half or eight. Really? Yeah. That high? Wow. Yeah. It's really <sighs> it's really pretty drinkable for me. What? But the carbonation level on it, I think, would make it very difficult to pound. It's very effervescent to me. Okay, no. So chug it. Chug it as a 7.8. I can't chug beer. That's the problem. No matter how easy it is to chug, <laughs> I can't do it. I, I, I'll toss my cookies. You, you so brought, then how do hold you on, you brought cookies no 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 it's, it's, it's so it's how do you race. judge how well something is poundable if you can just actually... take a fast drink of it and pound the small little bit <laughs> i took and see how that goes just swallow very quickly yeah oh. <laughs> i do that with everything that i put in my mouth <laughs> there's a drop dang it <laughs> gotty I think I'd say probably five and a half. I mean, it's a great tasting beer, but just it would burn going down the is carbonation this, level. Is this a sipping beer? Eh, no. I wouldn't say sipping. No, I wouldn't say sipping beer. You could drink. I, I would give it probably a four. Add three more points on the ABV, then it would be a sipping beer. I'd say a four mainly because of the uh, carbonation level, but I feel like the um, kind of the hop notes start to... Uh, the more you drink, the more pronounced they are a little bit for me. So, And that definitely affects how quickly I could drink it. I think it's getting a little drier, too, the more I drink it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I'd probably put more. about a five just because of those same reasons. Carbonation, um, the warmth, the uh, very complex flavors, all of those things don't make it as easy to pound as something else. So, yeah, very tasty, though. So, Enjoying poor... This. Pour unhurriedly and drink unhurriedly. So this is a sipping beer. A little more savoring. <laughs> it's good, though. I, I've always really liked this beer. It, it is interesting to compare this to a Trapel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're very similar. They're very similar. Very um, similar. This one's maybe just a little drier or... Um, would you? I, I would. I would venture out to say that the, the difference between this and a tripel is, the tripel is just going to have a little bit more of everything. This is kind of like the the smaller, easier version. Mm-hmm. See, I would think it was the other way around that the the Belgian tripel is going to be more, more intense, or no, excuse me, that this would be because it's. I think this is a bigger style. I don't know. If you read the style comparison, okay, strongly resembles a Trapel, but may be even paler, lighter bodied, and even crisper and drier. The drier finish and lighter body also serve to make the assertive hopping and yeast character more prominent. Okay, so it's lighter, but mm-hmm. because it's lighter, you'll get more yeast character. Hmm. I think also, if you slap a, uh, a Trappist label on this beer, it would be a a tripel. Yeah, I don't think they're very similar. Yeah. I don't think anybody would. It's hard, kind of hard to tell the difference. It seems like. Yeah. So. Oh well. Because I had Devil's Backbone the other day, and. Yeah, that's a good one. You know, it it, yeah. it tastes a lot like this. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Yeah, this is one of the fun things. I know I've mentioned this before, but I really enjoyed 
on this podcast when we revisit a beer that I haven't had in a long time and haven't really had any reason to have in a long time because it's, you know, we're in the culture of wanting something new all the time. Oh, this is new. I will try this. And then pass over a, a favorite standby or something that you know is solid. And uh, I honestly cannot remember the last time I've had Duval. It's great. It's great. Great. Yeah. Donkey. I've probably only had it to get the glass <laughs> at uh, like glass nights and stuff. It's cool. I saw that box set last night when I was at Total Wine. Pretty neat. I need to get me one. My glass is bigger than yours, Travis. What? Yeah. Why? <laughs> I don't I, know. I have two different. I, I noticed sizes. that earlier. Yeah, but he's. This I, is the small I one. think I would have probably preferred the small one. This one's just massive. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know because I've got that one at home too, the big one. See, this one doesn't have a a fill line on it like yours does. What's the? How many millimeters does it say? Mm, millimeters? Or, no, milliliters. It's a. Uh, Zero comma two five squiggly L. Point six five liters. Two five. Oh, two five. So squiggly L. Whatever. All right. Let's move on to the next one. Yeah. What's next? Next, we are moving on to the pirate ale. <laughs> Bless you. Or pirate, if you are. Um, uh, they're pirate. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> so it is a uh it's a large bottle large format 750 milliliter it did come caged and corked so we'll go ahead and uh, open it up and uh just a little bit about this beer it's brewed and bottled by brewery van steinberg which is in uh, belgium it is a 10.5% Belgian Golden Strong Ale. So this one's right on the upper edge. And it is, uh, let's see, the Duval was 8.5. So this is a couple percentage points above that. So uh, we'll probably notice some differences. Right away, just the appearance is uh, yeah much darker. Much, much darker. Mm-hmm. This would be more of a amber, I would guess. Yeah. Where the Duval was... Yeah, it was like a, a golden yellow. light. Golden yellow. Yeah, mine's kind of hazy. I tried to leave the uh, bottom bottom in bottom. the bottle, but uh, you know, as m- more times you pour it, the more that the yeast gets mixed in, so I think we might have all gotten... Yeah, mine, it's all pretty of, hazy. I don't, okay. I don't yeah, that's pretty hazy. Well, it's pretty dark, too, so... Yeah, I like, I like the color of this one. Yeah. It's relaxing, soothing on the eyes. Really? Different aroma. Yeah. Would you like to get a room with your pirate? Hey, remember the first taste is with your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, you know, he's uh, enjoying it slowly. Yeah. Not hurriedly. No. I haven't even smelled it Getting yet. to know his beer. I get a lot more spiciness in the aroma. Agreed. Than out of the Duval. Yeah. Yeah, the Duval had way more fruity character, and this one is on the other end. Yeah. I, I would say the Duval was, like Travis said, fruity, sweeter. This one's definitely much more spicy and like bready. Yeast. It really History. stings the nostrils. <laughs> Are you oh. expecting to get a lot more warmth out of this one, <laughs> Duval? Mm-hmm. We'd assume two more points. Yeah. Ten point five is. I mean, it's no joke, right yeah, there. Maybe so. Let's, what let's... did I say on the Duval? Three more points and it'd be a sipping beer. Yeah. So I don't know. We're, we're getting closer. We'll see. Well, let's the try it. Playing. Cheers. Hmm. 
I don't get any heat. Uh, I get a little bit on the finish. I don't get any. It's a little warm. It's I'm not doing much at all. It's got a, a thicker mouthfeel than the Duval. Yeah, I would agree. No, I just get cinnamon. <laughs> really? There's a little bit of spice. I mean, not necessarily cinnamon, but all spice. I was I was thinking on the finish more like a, a black licorice. Hmm. I can see that. Um, I can see that. I get. I smell the heat a lot more than I taste it. Yeah. See, I don't. I don't really. I get a little bit of warmth, but it's not. Yeah, it was almost more pronounced in the Duval than it was in this. Yeah. I think this is well, masked a lot better. Like, this one I, may be a little more earthy to me. With a dark yeah. character, I guess it would hide things a little bit better. Yeah, you're gonna have more caramel malts and. Uh, Mm-hmm. Other other bready notes to, I guess, mask that, smooth it out. This is like a high alcohol um, hacker shore. Somehow I knew you were going to say that. Well, it's I feel very, like you compare everything to hacker shore. I do because it's my favorite beer. We're going to get a whiteboard installed on the wall, and we're going to keep tally of every time he says Hackershore. or compares something to hacker shore. But hey, at least it hasn't been paired in the studio. Even compared. The malt liquor to Hacker Shore. <laughs> was it malt? I, I remember he said a double IPA, the very last Pretty one. Pretty sure he said something. Because he was talking about palate fatigue. And, yeah. yeah. Because all I could taste were the malts. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I'm pretty sure in malt liquor episode you said something about Hacker Shore. I probably did. Malt liquor! <laughs> <laughs> anyway. We can keep tally. I don't care. Too bad for you that Hacker Shore is only available for a couple months out of the year. I was just telling my parents that last night when we were at Total Wine. I was like, you just buy them out and stock up for the year. Yeah. I wish I was here for that episode, Malt Liquor episode. That's my hood. You were talked about. You were here in spirit. We we had Bud Ice. We poured one out for you. Oh, man. Mm. We even had street cred. (laughs) (laughs) It's a a legit episode. It's funny. Yeah, it's good. We we had to cut loose for at least a little bit. Yeah, it was definitely entertaining. But back to Belgian Golden Strong. Ale. I actually like this one better than the Duval. I do too. It's got more flavor profile. <laughs> I'm finding the two difficult to compare. In what way? They're very different. They're, yeah, they're very, very different. different. Well, yes, I agree. But what in what specific ways? I, I just... If you can name them. This one's darker, spicier... Um, like I mentioned before, the uh, black licorice. I think it's it's warmer on the finish. Mm-hmm. The other one's sweeter, drier, lighter, more, more much more floral uh, hop. Mm-hmm. I don't get a whole lot of hops out of this one. Sure, they're two completely different beers. <laughs> Yet or, both are listed as commercial examples. On the yeah, or could it be that they're yeah. both just ends of a spectrum? I mean, yeah, it's still possible. A, it's Certainly. still the same beer. I it's mean, possible. But, yeah. I just. I just have a, a difficulty picking one over the other because they're so different. It's like, okay, pick this. Granted, this is exaggerating quite a bit because these are still considered the same style, but um, let's do a, a Belgian wit versus a German half. Pick which one you like better. I, I, can't, I can't do that comparison because these are two completely different yeah. beers to me. And every style in the guidelines does provide for a, a range of variants. For that mm-hmm. purpose, mm-hmm. you know, so you can have beers on opposite ends of spectrums, and they may almost be like you're having two totally separate styles, yeah. but because of the the built-in range, which is inherent in everything, you know, it's it's 
still uh, still fits in. We do have one more beer here uh, tonight that is also listed on the guidelines. We'll try that later. Uh, so that'll be interesting to see where that falls in with these right. two. Um, yeah, just to see if it's it's on the lighter end or the darker end or if it's something totally separate from both of these. I don't know. You know, Travis, I'm, I'm starting to get your cinnamon a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah! Yeah, I definitely like this one a little bit more because it, it definitely has more of a subtle feel to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it feels like most of the characters are a little more subdued and then they grow on you versus uh, the Duval. You had a lot more, uh, I guess, I, I got a lot more perfume, honestly. That's yeah. what kept popping into my mind. I would mind. say the Pirat is easier to drink. Yeah, yeah, but then again, as it's starting to warm up now, I'm getting more and more heat. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, like a lot of heat. Like, so I had. Well, okay. Uh, so, I have Helen Deville ready. <laughs> so I had five, five and a half for the Duval. I think I'd go up to six and a half for this one. Hey, mm-hmm. Sawyer, as you say that, is it heat that you're tasting or feeling? Both. Okay. Yeah, both. Because I, I feel it. I don't really taste it still. So. I, I definitely taste it. This one seems more well-rounded. I like, agree. More, uh, yeah, I agree with that. I, I don't get the um, the outer edges of the, the sharp characteristics that made the Duval so interesting. I mean, like the, the fruity notes and everything and all that. It was great. But it also was um, not as, as well-rounded and, I guess, balanced as this one is. So then which one's more complex? I'd say the Duval was more complex. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. I I don't think one's more complex than the other. I just think that they have different characteristics that are a little more pronounced than the other. So in the Duval, like we were saying, you know, the sweetie, the sweetness, the more the citrusy notes is what we were really tasting. The the perfume feel, the floral characteristics from the hops is what we were getting out of the Duval. Versus this one is a little more on the spicy side. Mm-hmm. It's a little more subdued. Um, you know, it. I mean. I think they're both complex because we're definitely picking up more of the, the spicy notes, uh, the cinnamon the, and all that good stuff. You know, maybe a darker fruit um, versus the, I guess, the lighter citrusy sweet fruits of the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I really do think that they're both still, the, the complexity is both still the same, just in different manners. I got a higher poundability in this one. Me too. too. I actually have a lower one. All right. I'm going to say five because as it gets warmer, I'm obviously not drinking this very quickly. I get more and more heat, so it makes it harder for me to drink it quickly. Is this a sipping beer? Yeah, I think I would call it a sipping beer. (laughs) This is a sipping beer. (laughs) (laughs) So that's just me. So, yeah, like I said a minute ago, five and a half for the doable. I'm going to go up to six and a half on this one. Cool. I'll go about six and a half as well. Six and a half, six point eight. And usually on the opposite, since this one's a little bit more malty, you know, I, I like the malty stuff. It's easier for me to drink, but in this case, not really. You think Eddie would pound the crap out of it? Oh, duh. <laughs> He'd already be on the next beer. Yeah. Speaking of which. Well, thank you for opening my beer. It's definitely in a bottle. <laughs> this is uh, the that their uh, Buccaneer Golden Ale. It's in the same shape bottle as the Duel. Yeah. It's curvy. I like the curves. <laughs> Me too. It's around. It says, from Belgium, East Flanders, superior class. Flanders? 
Flanders. Not a Flanders red. Okay, dokily. Let's drink the beer. <laughs> this is uh, an 11% ABV. Dang. And it also says re-fermented in the bottle. Which that means bottled conditions. Bottle top condition. fermentation. It says all this on the label. <laughs> Authentic bed, Belgian ale. Bed Belgian? But what? Don't let the bed Belgian. You call this bite. a buccaneer? Yeah. Night. B-O-U-C? Right. <laughs> but I was talking like this, so that makes it buccaneer. Isn't that the flower you wear on your lapel at a wedding? No, that's a boutonniere. No. <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> so, this one, it's about the same color as the last one. Yeah, getting the same hue. Orangey-ish. Yep. Went a little light. Oh, a little hazy. I would say yeah. maybe slightly lighter than the Parade. Yeah, maybe. Maybe so. What was that? Cigar's coaster fell on. <laughs> oh. I just got the nuts. Hmm. What? <laughs> I hit him. So, uh, the aroma is pretty similar to the last one as well. Hmm. Similar, yet there's a, something else to yeah, this. Yeah, it's well, I something think, well, more. This Before, is like a mixture between the two. I was thinking that I, too. I That's get what I was going to say. sweetness yeah. of the Duval... But the spicy maltiness of the Pirat. Yeah, I agree. This completely. might be a perfect marriage Ooh. of the two. Oh. Yeah, I'm excited ba-da, about this now. Ba-da, ba-da, <laughs> ba-da, ba-da. <laughs> that's what. Oh, that smells what, fantastic. So sorry, his wedding's gonna be. Do you? I do. <laughs> do you? I do. Oh my god. You're married. <laughs> um. Oh. I. Take back what I said. Oh, <laughs> why? Why? Taste it. You'll I see did. That. I did taste it. Oh, I don't understand. I, uh, I mean, it's it's okay. It's kind of salty. Salty? Not like the salty lady. No, not not like not like <laughs> a Joza. But it's just uh, you know, if you drink salt water, that's kind of. The, the texture of it, it's not really slimy, but it's just kind of... Oh, I see You know what, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. Okay, I see that now. Okay, that's I agree. What, that's what I mean. You're right. You're right. It's different. You're right, because I can't tell you you're wrong. <laughs> so you then can. how can you tell You'll him he's right? Wrong. Yeah. What? So then how can you tell him he's right? He's just... That's just his opinion, right? Yes and no. I mean, I still get the, a lot of floral character... Uh, the floral bouquet, if you will, the bouquet out of the bouquetier, uh, out of the flavor. It's very floral. Mm. It still has that that thicker mouth feel, though, too, like the para or the the pea rat. The warmth is definitely there too. Oh yeah, more yes. so than the last one. Yes, but we, it's also been sitting on the table for a few minutes. So, hmm. You know, it's funny when that happens, when you get a beer that has just an amazing aroma, and then the flavor doesn't match. It's, um, I mean, I know Sakar talked about that earlier, that, that the flavor and aroma should match. You should taste what you smell. But it's not always the case. Would you say it's like that with 90% of beers? That they should you should get about the same in the flavor and the aroma? I mean, it's. I, I, I would guess, say at least yeah. a vast majority. Very seldom. Maybe a little. <laughs> very seldom <laughs> yeah. do you come across beers that smell or taste vastly different than the other. 
Unless it's a sidewinder. Yeah. <laughs> because of the agave nectar? Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Is it similar to the... Uh, Hacker Shore? Hacker Shore? No, actually, unfortunately, that one's not. <laughs> I mean, you're not going to get a beer where it smells like chili peppers and it tastes like chocolate milk. Well, no, but I mean, the, this one... You're going to get some of the same elements in both, or one more in flavor. Right. But when, when we smelled this one, all of us, if not most of us, immediately thought, this smells like the two of those last beers put together. Yeah. And yeah. as soon as we tasted it, it was like, uh, maybe a little. <laughs> For me, it still tasted a little more like the Parat with more hop character. Yeah. I do agree with that so yeah. far completely. Except for the very finish, which you commented on, Chris. No, it's Flemish. I, I, I don't know if I would go as far as say salty to me, but definitely more dry. Mm, okay. I, I don't really pick up salty taste at it, all. It, it's kind of like a, a just a more of a dry taste tinge. <laughs> definitely dries my mouth out. That's never mind. Did you accidentally get it in your mouth? No, it was on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> but it's still a decent beer. Yeah, I think I like the Parat better. I do too. I, I I don't I don't think this would be my at the top of my list. I'm finding it really difficult to put what I'm tasting into words on this one. You could just say word. Word. Is that our ten dollar word for the day? See what? Huh? What? <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the worst $10 word of the day we've word. ever had. Word. 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 Yeah, this one's just kind of there. I mean, yeah. that's why we're all struggling. Struggling. Well, I don't think it's just it's, there. I think there's a lot going on. It's just different, and I don't really know how to... I think if you got if you took the Parat and you dry hopped it with a floral hop... I agree. That's probably what you would get. So we're not on the struggle bus? What? We're not on the struggle bus right now. I heard now. what you said, but what does that mean? I heard what you said. We're not struggling to come up with words for to describe this. This episode sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I was waiting for that one. No, I agree with what you're saying. Um, because you do pick up the more of the spices versus the, the sweets. Um, you kind of get... A, a little of the sweet smell and the aroma. Yeah. Um, but this, I, to me, the spicy notes are still there as well. Um, I did pick up, I do smell more sweetness than I'm actually tasting. So the aftertaste is like socks. I've never Ooh. tasted socks before. Uh, I, I don't know. Don't it's really put weird. socks in my mouth. Mm. I put them on my feet. You, you know, given, <laughs> given the spicy notes, why not add some allspice to this and make it a little bit more interesting? Old spice, allspice. <laughs> yes, it's like socks and old spice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually kind of disappointed. I after smelling it, I was very excited. Yeah, me too. And then it's just like, oh. Ba-da, ba-da, Looking at the guy on the label, you expected it to be no. Well, I clean. Didn't and look at the label. Because flavorful. Sawyer had it. Eleven percent. Sawyer. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just. Eh, it's not bad. It's not bad. It's okay. I'd buy the Pirat. Yeah. In a heartbeat. Over. I'm Palindrome. Ready. 
Five. Yeah, I would say the same thing. Five. About a five and a half. I go four. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> we get one more. And yeah, can we please move on to the next one? Looking forward to <laughs> What's next? Well, I'm glad you asked. Uh, this is actually um, Delirium Trimmins. It is... <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> yes, it has elephants on it. Thank you, Travis. <laughs> it says it's Family Brewery. Um, what? It's an 8.7 by volume. And this is a 750 liter milliliter bottle. So just a uh, cautionary tale. Be careful whenever you're uh, opening this one and uh, do not hold it towards a person or your face because the cork could kill you. Travis almost died just now. My gosh. (laughs) I, oh, oh, yeah. And there might be a cork sized hole in my ceiling. At some point, I don't know. So, I'm expecting a little more carbonation out of this one. Yeah. <laughs> it better be. Because I didn't even mess with it. I, I took it out, put it on the table, untwisted the cage, took that off. And then, like, the guys are talking about something. And I'm I'm reaching to, to uncork it, but I don't even touch the cork. And it just shoots out with the loudest sound ever. And then, like, we're all like, oh, my God, are you okay? Are you okay? Oh, and we had to like hug it out for a little bit because it was no, we didn't, we didn't do that. The cage kind of, is scary. is blue, it's blue. There's pink elephants all pink over elephant. the bottle. This is the pink elephant beer. It's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> hey Chris, fill this bottle. Now fill that bottle. Fill that can. It's a regular can. That bottle's got some weird stuff on it. Yeah, this is actually Black a really fist. cool bottle. It's like painted. This is actually a pretty something. cool bottle that you'll probably want to keep. It's texturized. It's, it's heavy. So do you think it's actually glass or is it... Yes, it's glass. No, okay. it's, yeah, look, yeah. Like the top's glass and then it's got a coating a really on it. Bottle. All it's, right. It's pretty thick, though. Pretty heavy. Because when you buy the, the smaller ones that are capped, it looks like... I, I've always thought, oh, it's like a porcelain bottle or, or something because that's what it looks like it's yeah. like texturized like and everything but no you look at the t- it's glass it's okay. just got a it looks like it's i think it's painted They've yeah i was gonna say the same thing it's got like a dip on it well it that's is weird. well protected from sunlight damage that's for sure yeah definitely yeah. and another fun fact is you can return the bottle for cash in california so to the listeners out there in california go buy you this bottle and then you can return the bottle for five cents Really? It's all. That's it. Five cents. It's usually something like five cents or something. This one's painted. Actually, it says a five cent deposit, and in Michigan, it's ten or yeah, ten cents. <laughs> all right, so uh, we need to go to Michigan. No, get that ten cents. I think so that's just the deposit, though. You give them five cents, and they give you an empty bottle. I think whenever you when go you buy it, it and turn it back in. No, no. I think whenever you back. go buy it, they charge you an additional five or so. 10 this cents. beer's kind of on the orangish side. Boo! <laughs> We're learning about fun facts from with California. Yeah, this is a lighter California. one. It's uh, not as light as the Duval. I'll be back, but, but not um, as dark as the other two. This one is on the commercial list. Yes, the head actually looks a lot more like the Duval than the other ones as well. The aroma is extremely different. Um, it's it's more floral. I think this is very similar to the Duval to me, just based yeah. off of aroma. I agree. Woo! Yeah. 
Very floral. Hints of a uh, spicy note. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Spicy fruit. Pom. Plum. Huh. Petrol pump. Pom. Pom fruit. Oh. Plum. Pom plum. Mm. Plum. Yeah, Petrol so spicy pump. it almost like makes me want to sneeze when you take a big inhale. Sneeze. This is potpourri in a cup. Yeah. That's what this is. Fragrant, for sure. Is this like decorative hand soap? Mm-hmm. Wow. Very floral in the flavor. Like I, mean, I just I ate potpourri. Orange peel. Big oh, time definitely. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Bitter orange peel? No. Or sweet orange peel? Sweet. sweet. Yeah. It's very There's easy. A difference between the two. It's very easy drinking. What's the ABV on this? 8.7, so you said? 8.5. 8.5. Doesn't taste like it. So the same as the Duval. It's pretty good. I like this one. I think it's definitely smoother. I wish it were a little uh, colder, but in yeah. the flavor. It's still very effervescent, though. Mm-hmm. Lots of carbonation. But I'm okay with that. It reminds me of Saison's. <laughs> I don't know. This one doesn't remind me of the Duval as much. I still put it in the category more like the Perot. Hmm. Because I get a lot more spicy than I do sweet. And I got a lot more sweet out of the Duval than the spicy. So, and I've gotten a lot more sp- spicy out of the other two than I did. Well. I get all floral notes out of this. I, I don't get any floral notes, personally. I do. Uh, it's, hmm. yeah. it's like I stuff potpourri in my mouth and chew yeah. on it for a few minutes. Yeah, but with a side of orange peel... <laughs> I like this one though. Yeah, I like it a lot. I do too. Yeah, no, I, I think if it were a little, today. I think if it were a little colder, this would be a fantastic beer. Now, if yeah. you had to rank all four that we've had today, how would you rank them? I would probably go Trimmins, Pirat, Duval, Buccaneer. Okay, I would do uh, the uh, Duval. Uh, the Trimmins, then the Parat, and then the Buccaneer. Travis? I would say the Trimmins, the Duval, the Pirat, and the Buccaneer. <laughs> that's, that's not right, Sorry, Buccaneer. But, okay, Shakar? Uh, <laughs> I would actually go the Parat, then the Trimmins, um, then the Buccaneer. And then the Duval. Wow, we were all different. Interesting. Yeah. And but the, the, the common denominator there was Tremens was in the top two every time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think that that one kind of wins out. But if you had to go for poundability on the Tremens, I think I'd probably say six. I was gonna, one. Yeah, I was going to say six as well. <laughs> I like this, yeah. This is a good beer. Travis and I did have this one in our BJCP class back in early February. I don't remember that. How ironic that I remember time we had a beer and Travis does not, because usually it's the other way around. Yeah, this is certainly, um, out of the four we had, if you had to pin one as the representative of the style, this is pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of good things happening here. Yeah. Definitely more on the floral side. Mm-hmm. If you want more Belgian yeast character, pick up the Duval. Hmm. 
That's what I would say. It's a little bit more subdued on the floral character. A little bit more Belgian yeast character. Okay. <laughs> Indulge me for just a second. Everyone take... Oh, well, except for Sakar because he already drank all of his. Uh, <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, he pounded it. Yeah. That's how I develop my poundability ratings by actually pounding the pound beer. the crap out of it. Fair enough. <laughs> take a, take a, a, a drink from your beer. Yes, sir. <clears throat> and I was expecting to be like... <laughs> <laughs> and then... Drink it and, and then just let it I sit. Don't talk. Just let it sit oh and God. then tell me what you feel. Does it feel like your mouth is kind of like is kind of getting a numbing sensation? It's dry. No, I wouldn't call it dry. To me, I have a dry. I would say that's the carbonic bite. I've never had that before. It's really strange. I see what you're talking about. It's like you uh, you had a cough drop. And yeah. then let it sit in your tongue. Yeah. I mean, not not in the flavor at all, but the sensation you get, just kind of the tingle. Yeah, I think it's from carbonation. From uh, okay, huh. I just I've never had that from carbonation before, so it's really odd to me. I oh. have. Anytime there's an effervescent thing, the carbonation just kind of sits. Even after you swallow and the beer's gone, the carbonation tingle just sits on your tongue. How often mm-hmm. you have a, you ever had a cork that almost killed you? Not that often. Yeah. However, if my It's a Trappist were to be corked, I have a feeling the release of the cork would be that explosive. You could probably put a hole through your window. <laughs> that was insane. <laughs> Too bad we weren't recording. It was pretty nuts. Yeah. It sounded kind of like... No, it didn't. No. Oh. This is what it sounded like. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not going to hit the table. <laughs> but seriously, I thought you dropped the bottle like from three feet in the air that's how loud the noise mm-hmm. was it was loud yeah, i thought you dropped something too and then i looked up and the cork was gone yeah. and travis had this look on his face like i literally almost just died yeah <laughs> i think what's been interesting in this uh this podcast so far is that our commercial example was a duval but to me the commercial example was the one that was the oddball out of the four that we've had well, Which technically, was... three of these were commercial examples. Yeah. Okay. Well, still, the 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 Duval was definitely more floral to me than the other three. Yeah. I did not pick up much spice. It, I don't think it was as balanced as the other three as well, whereas the other three have been a lot more balanced. See, I get a lot more floral character out of the, the trimmings, <laughs> but like Travis mentioned before... You know, the the reason that they have four, five, six examples on the commercial list is so you can get a, a wider range right. of what to expect. So you can set mm-hmm. one up on one side and the other on the yeah. other. Because I would yeah. definitely say, without question, the Duval was the lightest and the Pirat was the darkest. So we had a pretty good range of uh, characteristics here. But... This, even though the, the beers are just kind of there today, this is actually... Pretty interesting to see how yeah. they differ from each other. They're tasty. It's good beers. Oh, yeah. No, they're fantastic beers. Yeah. It was just us that was kind of there today. Yeah. 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 So then with this style, what would you say would be a good transition to or from the style or both to and from the style? From, I would say, Saison. A Saison to, to, this. to this. Yeah. yeah because or, you're, you're dealing with higher alcohol. Well, yeah. Saison's not always going to be high alcohol. Well, no. That's what I'm saying. It's like you're working your way up. You know. But as far as flavor goes, Saison would work. Yeah. But um, any of the other Belgian beers. That too. Belgian wit. Yeah. Um, 
it's just because there's so much of that Belgian character. Do bull triple. Yeah, that's it's. To I mean, or from anytime. Quadruple. Well, both. Okay. Anytime that <clears throat> you have a style with the word Belgian in front of it, you're you've got a pretty good idea of what to expect. Yeah, they're all kind of the same as far as the yeast character that you get because that's one of the defining points of the style is the yeast character. Now you're going to have different hops and different malts and different levels of it and different blends and you know mm-hmm. whatever. But the Belgian yeast is always going to come through in some level. Yeah. If you're looking for a style to go to after this, then that would certainly be the Belgian dark strong ale, uh, otherwise known as the quad, which is going to be all of this, but just darker, yeah. dark fruits rich. Oh, that's going to be a fun episode. I've got one that's a, a year old this month. Okay. Really? Yeah, yeah, we will. Uh, it was the very first beer I brewed on my electric system, the Quadraneros power coupling. Oh yeah, yeah, but we can't get to that. it yet because the uh, tap is still stuck. I tried it this morning. Oh, you just had to pull off, clean it. I don't drink that very often, and that's a cheap tap that's on there, so they seize up. Yeah, it's easy to get to, but I've it not touched that one on purpose. But anyway. Cool. Um, so I've got a clone recipe for the Duval, for those of you that are interested in brewing that one. Uh, this can be found online for the uh, Brew Your Own magazine, byo.com. It goes through a brief history of the Duval, but I'm not going to talk about that since we did that already. Um, Ingredient-wise, uh, it says four pounds of pale malt, half a pound of Cara Vienna malt, four pounds of unhopped light dry malt extract, one pound of clear candied sugar. Mm, extract recipe. Okay. Yeah. Uh, six alpha acid units of sauce hops. So that's going to be one and a half ounces at 4% alpha acid. And then Belgian strong ale yeast, White Labs WLP 570 or Y yeast 3787. And then one cup of unhopped light dry malt extract to prime. If you're going to do the all-grain option, you'll replace the DME with another five pounds of pale malt and half a pound of carapils. You'll increase your mash water to 16 quarts and sparge water to 18 quarts. Mash time temperatures will be the same. Uh, add candy sugar and proceed as above from boiling. So you'll heat eight quarts of water to 163 Fahrenheit. Crushed grains add to your hot liquor. Hold mash at 152 for 90 minutes, so a relatively high uh moderately high mash temperature for a 90 minute mash run off and sparge with 10 quarts of water at 170 fahrenheit add your dme and candied sugar stir well bring to a boil you'll add your hops start your 90 minutes once you're done with that add to the ferment along with enough pre-boiled and chilled water to make up your five and a quarter gallon cool to 70 degrees and pitch your yeast this is what i was talking about uh at the beginning with the cool Cold, warm, yeah, cool fermentation thing. Mm-hmm. Conditioning stage. Right. So you're going to cool to 70 Fahrenheit, pitch <clears> your <throat> yeast, and then lower it and ferment at 68 degrees Fahrenheit for two weeks. So that's relatively normal ale temperatures, maybe slightly on the warmer side. Um, I definitely wouldn't probably go above 70 for that. Uh, then you'll rack to secondary and condition at 50 degrees Fahrenheit. So cool condition it for two weeks. And then you'll raise it back up to 68 for an additional week. Uh, Then it says prime with your dry malt extract. Bottle and age three to four weeks at 45 degrees Fahrenheit. 
So there you go. Cool. A little bit more complicated than your regular yeah. ale, but not as complicated as a lager. Right. Oh, I have an announcement. <laughs> Are you pregnant? No, I'm not pregnant. Oh. Yeah, so we don't even have to go through that. Okay. I like this beer. No, actually, I wasn't <laughs> going to say that either. I am going to uh, re- uh, rebrew Symphony Number no. 2, Not Purple. Oh. Was that your IPA? No, this was my Imperial Blonde. Oh. I bought the ingredients yesterday. Yeah. I saw you check into Stubbies. Yeah. Got that pound of corn sugar ready to go. Are you going to do extract again? No, I'm doing all grain this time. Oh. Yeah. That's going to be different. I know. I know. But that's why I wanted to do it, is see yeah. what would happen. So We need to talk before you do that. That's fine. <laughs> that's fine. Because I've tried to do an extract to all grain conversion, and it's not as simple as you would think. Well, I didn't convert it. They did. I know, but still, it's not as simple as you would think. My hypothesis is that it's going to be significantly lower in alcohol than it was the first time. Yeah. I wouldn't doubt that. I, That's I, my guess. I'm, I'm actually attempt, or uh, Is that what you want? No. Lower? It's not, no. Or do you want it the same as it was the first time? I would like to have it at what I had the first time, but that was kind of a shot in the dark, it seemed like. Wasn't your OG like eleven fifty or it was eleven hundred ridiculous? It was yeah. eleven hundred. <laughs> That's not right for a blonde. <laughs> that ain't right. It was good. And anyway. it turned purple when it fermented. That's why it's called not purple. Yeah. I have an anyway, announcement. As yes, oh, yes. I'm Are just you saying. pregnant? I like this beer. No, I have the X and Y. Um, <laughs> I've decided what I want to do for my first brew. Oh, tell You've us. you said that like four times. Tell us. I modified it. Last I heard it was a blackberry goza or something. Blackberry? Uh, no. Um, Malt liquor. <laughs> Malt liquor. It's, it's something that I haven't run into, so I want to see how it kind of works. And I'm thinking I'm going to go with a... Uh, I haven't picked exactly which style, but an imperial sour. Ooh, I yeah. would like that. Yeah, and we'll see. We'll see how it works. As I know, I, I get the sense of the what's about to be said. That'll but, take um, a really long time. Yeah, but that would yeah. be really cool. Uh, it, it'll be sitting for approximately a year and a half to two years. Yeah. About yeah. almost. Oh yeah. Probably, probably closer to twenty to twenty-four months or so. Yeah. But um, yeah, it'll be it'll definitely be an interesting journey. We'll put it like that. Yeah, it man. Me, my Berliner Weiss is still sitting in the bathtub. <laughs> oh, I thought that was just a straight up sour. But no, it's a so Berliner Weiss. For oh. episode 150, we will be featuring Sakar's <laughs> first homebrew. <laughs> Check back with us. I would also oh, like to say that this is my first rebrew. Oh yeah, I haven't rebrewed any of the beers I've done so far. It's not technically a rebrew. <laughs> we kinda, kinda. Since you're doing it, is what isn't. Yeah. yeah, it's because the last it's one tough. was extract. This yeah. one's all green. Yeah. So, anyways. I have an announcement. Oh. I like this beer. <laughs> but what if you don't? Travis, have you brewed a Golden Strong? Did I? Or a Trapel? I know I've... <coughs> I know I did a, a Belgian something, Appeal the Jewish Nectar. That was... So <laughs> <laughs> it's called. I don't know how the name came up, but I know that Mike Flug said it one night. Just... Because he says strange things, and oh, so I wrote it down, and then that's that's what that was. Hmm. I think that one was actually a Duval clone, but I used 
No, I don't remember. That was boozy fruit I'm thinking of with uh, the, with the weird beer. hops. I like that beer. Appeal the Jewish nectar was just like very many you don't. I think it was a Duval clone, but it was. This keg. is true. Yeah, not. I I would like to do another Belgian mm-hmm. strong. My my tripel did not turn out very well because I bottled it, and mm-hmm. that's the only beer I've ever bottled, and it was a it was awful. It's an so, exploder. Yeah, yeah. I'm you trying to plan out sit there for 20 minutes while it fizzes out. For I'm trying to plan out my uh, my bottling line for the next year, and I'm I'm thinking I might want to do just all the Belgians. Do a quad, do a triple, a triple, do a double, maybe do a trap a single, an to, ankle. Yeah, because they need to be <laughs> they need to be bottle conditioned. So yeah, and I do like three gallon batches with my bottle stuff now. So I might as well do just like a small batch and bottle it, leave it. How many bombers you get out of three three gallons? I'm not doing bombers anymore. After the last one exploded oh, yeah. in my hand, yeah, forget that. <laughs> I'm not. I'm, I'm not going to cork you. anything. I'm not going to do. Any, yeah, every time something bad happens to me with a beer, I don't do it. Anymore. That's just why I don't bottle anymore. Even my wine bottles exploded. They did. Yes, oh, I didn't know that. I woke up at like 5 a.m. to an explosion, and there was blackberry wine all over my kitchen. Oh, man. We opened one a couple of weeks ago, and it started literally just overflowing yeah, awful. with carbonation. So I'm like not bottling anything ever again. So I've got a bag of Cooper's carbonation drops if anybody yeah. wants it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take a quick break, and we'll be right back with the uh, exploding wine. <laughs> no. <laughs> So, we'll be doing uh, a raffle for that, by the way. So listen closely for our next couple of podcasts. No, it's not going to happen either. <laughs> if you don't write a review, then we send you a bottle of the exploding <laughs> wine. How about that? That, JK. Could, that could work. I know who you are. I see you listening. JK, you there? JK. All right. Well, I think we've talked this one to death. So Probably so. Well, uh, thank you for joining us for this week's episode where we talked about the Belgian Golden Strong Ale. Next week, will you take the blue pill or the red pill? Check back next week when we discuss check pills. Cheers until then. Okay,